Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Finn, and I, we are very lucky to have one of the, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I'm going to call him one of the most famous people in Long Drive, uh, one of the, the, the founding fathers, I guess, as you were. Um, you know, Bobby Peterson is, is here with us. We're, we're very lucky. I've known Bobby uh, for a bit now. We uh, both share a, a weird love for data and science and numbers. Um, and you know, we've really kind of become close and, and working with a lot of the long drive guys. Bobby is probably one of the smartest human beings that I have met uh, when it comes to the, to the golf world. Uh, and the cool thing about Bobby, uh, for those of you who don't know, not only is he crazy smart, but he also can hit the ball really far. So he's, you know, a lot of times we hear, you know, you know teachers teach, doers do. Bobby is, uh, is, does both, uh, with a career long drive. Now I, I was, we were talking before we hopped on here, Bobby, and, I was gonna say 412, but you've apparently beaten that at 424 yeah. now. So, um, but Bobby's been in the game for a long time. He's he's one of the the people that are you know if you if you've seen it kind of back on TV now, he's been one of the the forces behind that. So, uh, you know, Bobby, we're we're honored to have you on the, on the uh, podcast here, and uh, can't thank you enough for coming on. Hey, thanks, Chris. I'm glad you uh, asked me to do this. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think what I love to get into. You know, obviously, I want to get into you know you have your 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 place about an hour hour from us here in Morrisville, North Carolina, down Newton Grove, one stop power shop, um, where there have to be and there has to be like the single building that's held the fastest it conglomerately put all the swing speeds. It's probably there's probably nowhere close in the world that is that is uh, housed that much speed. But you know, before we get into the kind of the, the talking about the physicality of the sport, and you know, can you just explain for the listeners? You know, a lot of people don't realize how different. Like that, it's actually a different sport for a long drive than golf. You know, we you know we swing a golf club and we hit a golf ball. But explain to kind of the average person, if you can, kind of what the difference is, and uh, let's kind of let's go from there. Yeah. So obviously, golf is tee to, to green and getting the ball in the hole in the fewest strokes possible. Um, long drive actually focuses on one aspect of the of golf, which is the driver and how well we can actually strike a golf ball, how far we can make a golf ball go under any conditions. And 
we actually have to define that since we hit it so far into a grid, sort of similar like a football field. You know, it's a rectangle, and, and we have a minimum distance uh, for the men divi- men's division. We don't measure a ball until it's like 270, 280 yards, and uh, the grids are typically 60 yards or less, you know, width. So, and the ball has to land in and stay in. Um, so it's sort of like a home run derby, you know, of golf. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of skill and technique and training that, that uh, these men and women go through almost daily uh, to hone their skill uh, just using the driver. And all, all clubs are USGA conforming. There's a lot of myth about that. Um, but we uh, use proper CT, uh, USGA length, uh, grips, everything, like that. and the balls as well. For sure. No, I think obviously I want to get into the the physical side of things, but I think one of the wildest mm-hmm. things for me is I've become more familiar with the sport and just through you has been, uh, I'll never forget the first time I came down on the one-stop power shop and uh, I think it was Colton, maybe Scotty was there. And I walk in with my driver and you guys all have this, this like grin on your face. You're like, Hey, Chris, come, let's, let's, let's measure your driver. Let's see how stiff it is. And I walk in, I have the stiffest, heaviest driver of anyone in that room. And we go out, and just for context for everyone listening, we go out and we, we, we hit set. We hit, I think we did three ball sets out on. So Bobby has a one stop power shop. He has obviously the indoor with the simulator, but then you also can go out and he's got a, is a 500 yard grid, right? Yeah. Well, 480. Yeah. 480. Pretty close. Uh, you're going to have to add <laughs> yeah. that extra 20 yards for me next time I'm yeah. down there, Bobby. But yeah. the, we go out there and it's literally we're, we're competing. I get my total, like roll out everything. And they're just playing me with just their, their, just their carry. Yeah. Literally, I won. I won one set out of six, and it was because I think Colton hit them all OB. Yeah. Um, but like, that's how yeah. fast these guys. And I, right. So these guys are swinging. You know, I got. I could get it up to you know one twenties, a little one thirty. Yeah. These guys are so much fat. One forties, fifties, right? Yeah. And the shaft that they were using. I remember when you the first time you gave me the long drive shaft. I like. I look like a spaz. I like didn't know how to <laughs> swing it. But their shafts are actually softer, lighter. Like, can you explain just for, like? I think that's one of the probably the most interesting thing. The first thing that people notice is the shaft is longer. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things that I hear on the driving range is like, oh, you swing fast. You need a stiff shaft. Like, yeah. can you like explain that for everyone listening? And- yeah. So basically I, I kind of was in that same uh, mindset in the nineties. When I first started playing golf, I swung fast and everybody I went to about building clubs was always, oh, you're fast. You need a stiff club. Uh, the problem with that is it, it's, you don't get the kick assist out of the shaft. So it's no different than going to the gym. You look like you're a big, strong guy. Let's put 300 pounds on the bar and try to bench it. Yeah. yeah. You got to put a lot more effort into it. So the theory that we're using with it is we're going to the lightweight shafts and more flexible so that we can use our body to actually load the shaft and transfer that kinetic injury into the golf ball itself. So getting that kick assist. Uh, if you're a fisherman, it's kind of the same way. You go deep sea fishing, they put a stiff pole. Cause you're just dropping it straight down catching a big fish but if you go fly fishing it's a longer pole it's actually a little softer and it's throwing that little teeny fly you know out there in the water yeah. so so you can get that momentum you know to to throw it and stuff so yeah there's, there's a little bit of difference with it but it actually transfers back over to golf i think the mindset of the world now even in golf is you don't necessarily need a stiffer shaft um but i think that some of the um conceptions are that stiffer creates straighter mm-hmm. but but we know now with doppler radar systems and cameras uh a correct path face to path uh attack angle spin axis and impact actually hit the ball straight 
Right. Right. So if you can use a softer shaft and get more distance out of it, why wouldn't you? Hundred percent. Now the you mentioned the you know the sequence and you know and, and the you know, in terms of the letting the body do more right with, mm-hmm. the, with the softer shaft. So I think that's a perfect segue into you know the, what what does, is the sequence any different in like if you're you have somebody coming in that they want a long drive versus you know a player who's trying to play competitively mm-hmm. on a PGA tour like what is there a difference how do, how does the the coaching in terms of the technique which ultimately will impact what we need to see physically. I mean, does it, does it differ? You know, what are the things that you look for, you know, when somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to be competitive long drive. I've, I've played, you know, golf. Now I want to get into long drive. So I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, golf versus long drive is mostly intent, right? The the power chain is the same. It's, you know, lower body, legs, torso, lead arm, lead hand, create that, that chain of power into the speed part, which is your hands, and ultimately into the shaft and into the ball. Um, I, I think that going from uh, playing, you want to use those, but you're probably hitting the ball more accurate and to a certain spot versus us. We're in long drive. We're trying to hit, obviously, in a 60-yard wide, 60 wide grid, but as absolute far as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's not always advantageous in golf because you may put yourself too close to the green or, you know, the ball may run out in the rough, things like that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and what I do is, is, it's actually fun because I get to work with the fastest people in the world, but I also get to work with some of the most accurate on the PGA tour. Yeah. So that's a, a good way for me to learn to transition from the power game of long drive into the power game of actual golf. Sure. And what are some of the things that you see there in terms of that trend, connection? Um, the big thing with me is the professional PGA player actually has the ability to control the distance a little mm-hmm. bit more, right? If we want to fly it to a certain spot, right? Things like that. So we would actually use more loft and a little shorter club, obviously, to play, you know, on the golf course. Um, but I think that's helping those guys a lot more because, um, let's say you got a bunker out there at 280 yards and you know you can carry it 290 to 295, you would tackle that bunker. Right. But if but if you carry it 275 to 280, right, you may want to change your game plan or strategy for that hole. So that that's where it comes into it. Because I always try to, to lead with people, how far do you hit an 8-iron or how far do you hit a 7-iron? Mm-hmm. Right? And pretty much everybody can tell you that. And then when you get the driver and say, well, how far do you hit your driver? It's always oh, about 265 to 320. <laughs> that's a big gap, right? <laughs> So, so, so when you get on a golf course, especially a golf course that you're not familiar with, if you're getting a rollout and it rolls into a ditch or a, a pond in the middle of the fairway or something like that, that kills you, you round, you know? So, 100%. yeah. So control is a big thing. I think. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, for me, when I went down and we, we started the working on the drive and, um, you know, the, the thing that stuck out to me was how similar and how, and how, you know, that, you know, we always talk, you know, and just, and, you know, with regular clients we have golfers whatever you know just yeah the, the importance of you know hip internal rotation shoulder ro- external rotation particularly on the trail side ability to turn the torso and then we start we start working with all the long drive guys and it was wild to me how fast they are and how terrible so many of them are in those yes. same areas and it wasn't and it was you know the more we've worked with them it's it's you know it's it's for us it's been very apparent it's all the same requirements except mm-hmm. 
what's really been interesting is, you know, particularly working with the real fast guys like Jack and Kyle and, you know, how, you know, how much more mobility is required in order to stay healthy. Um, and, you know, so I think, you know, from a, if we're trying, if somebody's trying to absolutely maximize distance, if you know, can you talk through like the, like, you know, I think it was hands high, like, like you, you, there's those different stages in the, in the swing that somebody's looking at for optimizing their driver. Mm-hmm. You know, what, if you had to kind of condense it into, you know, kind of basic overview, which you did for me very nicely, <laughs> helps I'm not a very smart golfer. Like, what would you, like, how would you kind of outline those? If somebody's looking, hey, I want to hit the ball as far as I can, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they should go to go to the one-stop power shop. But, you know, just kind of giving them an idea of kind of what, what, are, the, what are the elements that they should be looking at uh, to optimize well, distance and right. you know, kind of you know, hit as far as they can. Well, there's a sequence in learning just as there's a sequence in a- application, right? So for me, the first thing I try to look at is the hip rotation or mobility in the hips to see how well a person can turn. A lot of times when I have uh, players come to me that actually have back problems, first thing I do is send them to you. (laughs) Hopefully fix the back. But what I want to do in that assessment is, are they actually initiating their swing with their torso or are they initiating their swing with their their feet Mm -hmm. and the feet transferring to the hips? So if if we can maximize hip rotation, that takes all the pressure off the lower back. And then from there, the progression is obviously to get the back and shoulders to execute uh, their proper uh, technique there to allow us to lift the left arm, if you're right-handed, as high as possible to get the hands up in the air so we can get leverage on that golf club, right? We want to be underneath the golf club in transition, and the the higher we get it, right, the more potential energy we actually build into it, and then learning the sequence, how you actually transition um, using momentum and then gravity assist at the top of the swing will actually help load that shaft. And that's why we go back to those soft shafts to actually help load and, and keep that flex in the shaft. You know? For sure. And so I think as, as we're talking about, you know, obviously sequence. So for everyone out there, sequence for a long drive is no different than golf. Right. Uh, right. So maybe more exaggerated in terms of. Yeah. Well, intense. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You're intense just to go harder. Exactly. Yeah. Now for, you know, in the, in the long drive space, you know, what, what do you see as kind of the keys, the guys that have been able to, you know, you obviously still compete at a very high mm-hmm. level. Like what have you seen as kind of the keys to longevity in the sport? You know, longevity for a lot of the people that we work with is the reason they come, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, for some of them, it's because pain is stopping them from being able to play You know, for others. It's, you know, that they're not beating their buddies anymore. And so it's not as fun. So they're thinking of maybe stopping. And for a lot of people, distance is, a reason why the game stops becoming fun and, and longevity becomes threatened. So right. if we're looking at distance at the highest of high levels, what do, what do you see from the guys that have been in the game for a long time competing at, you know, in long drive? What have you seen as kind of the success markers or, or any commonalities in those guys? So the first thing is, is always lay out a, a good program for each person based on whether they have a normal job or golf is their only job or whatever. So we try to tailor a plan so that they're consistent in their practice. And the practice entails everything, right? It's maintaining your body strength, maintaining your swing mechanics, and your recovery part, right? The, the recovery is just as important as actually going out and hitting. Where I find that people get hurt is they may go out and hit you know, a lot and then don't take enough time to recover and they come back too soon, yeah. right? Or they take off too long. 
right. and then they come back and try to push it too quickly. So I try to develop a ramping program with each of my players that if, if they're taking off a week or two, then they want to come back in day one, maybe a light day, day two, a little more aggressive, day three. We may go hard at it, depending on how their body responds, and mm-hmm. then take two days off for recovery and maybe some mechanic stuff like that, and then do it again. So our cycles typically will run over 25 days, but it's a five-day cycle, three days of hitting, two days of recovery, and we mix in a little bit of strength training with that, depending on what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre- pretty hard in the wintertime with heavy lifting, lightweight, fast reps in the uh, season when we're actually competing, stuff like that. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. So when you have somebody come in and they're saying, you know, hey, I want to compete, you know, what a, and they're saying, and you look at them, they're swinging, I don't know, 140, right? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what are your... Yeah, how do you how do you help the fastest guys in the world move you know, hit the ball further? Is is it looking at clubhead speed? Is it looking at efficiency and improving ball speed? Um, like, what do you tend to look at in your kind of checklist in your in your mind uh, okay. to help these guys be competitive? Well, it's maybe two hours. Um, we so, got time. Bobby. <laughs> go. I, so so my program is actually EMP six, and it's an acronym for uh, when we go through the assessment. Number one, we got to check equipment. Uh, number two is the mental preparation. What are we looking for? What are our goals? Uh, things like that. And then the physical part of it, um, you know, what kind of workout program, nutrition, things like that are we on? And then we go into actually the pre-tournament, pre-practice, like what is our goal for this practice? And then how do we lay it out, right? And then we assess the, the pre-shot. And then we go into the mechanics part, which is the positions of the swing. Uh, each position um, – once we've done our warm-up, we'll actually do three balls uh, working on the mechanics of that position and trying to mentally focus on that one position and move through those eight positions, so that 24 balls. And as we're doing that, using a Doppler radar system, we'll actually um, make sure that we can control path, right? Because ultimately, if we want to hit a draw, we may want to work four-degree right path. We're hitting a fade up four-degree left path. So using that technology and combination, not to tell us what to do, but what we have done, and then if we know the cause and effect of what actually controls path, 
and face angle and stuff like that. And we can work on those as we're doing the mechanics training. So, wait, and then, so you're, you're actually measuring and not guessing? That's a wild concept. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hate to guess. <laughs> I only guess when I'm, I don't have access to a, 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 a data acquisition system, right? So, and I, have it, to say, I, I haven't yeah. met a, a better guesser. The, the accuracy of your guessing, Bobby, is, is quite, is, I don't know if you can call it guessing. There has to be another word for it. Uh, well, Lance Reader from Crank Golf calls it voodoo. Yeah, it is. I mean, between you, there's only there's only two people that have weirded me out with their like guessing, and that's you. And the other is Kyle. And when he, yeah. he he'll hit swing, and he's like, "Hey, that was yeah. 143. Your uh, your radar's wrong." Yeah, and it's like, and you like, you're like uh, he's probably right. Yeah. So yeah, well, Kyle's a unique individual, and, and uh, the cool thing about him, I know we're kind of squirreling here a little bit. It was it in, in 2019? He, he stayed with me for 10 weeks, mm-hmm. and throughout that year, we accurately tracked using FlightScope and TrackMan over 50,000 swings. Wow! And and it wasn't that we were just out ripping golf balls, right? Mm-hmm. We were studying each shot, right? Right. And what I mean by that is, what did he feel? Right. What did he see? What did he observe? And then what did I see and observe? And then we looked at the radar what did it see right right and then we tried to put it all together with okay this is what you felt this is what i saw and this is what it says right all three of us agree it must be accurate yeah right if we don't agree something's wrong and what is it right and i've used that technique with players before kyle and i've used it with players after kyle um kyle just has a really good memory yeah. You know, on some of the stats now. I've got other players that are really good with it. Jeremy Nowak yeah. is, is pretty amazing with it. So he, <laughs> he's awesome. he's spot on as well. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, so you I, can but we, you can we, learn that, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean you can but, learn anything, right? Yeah. If especially if you're measuring and getting right. feedback. Yeah. That, but that's the only yeah, that's the only way you do it is you have to measure. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you, you, how many times have you seen a PGA player go out and shoot like 63, 64 one day and come back the next day and shoot seventy three? Right? And you're like, what changed yesterday to today? Now, obviously, conditions and stuff like that may have changed. But was there a feel thing that he changed or a mechanical thing? Yeah. And it, it's hard to quantify the mechanics or the feel because we don't know what he felt. Right. He can yeah. tell us what he felt, but eh. But mechanics-wise, if we actually, actually measure that using a system, we can go back and tell you the differences in those systems and, and what the numbers are. And that's how you get better, in my opinion. Measure, hundred percent, and do it. This, so. this is why we're friends, Bobby. Hundred <laughs> percent, why we are friends. What you do on the on the golf side is exactly what we do on the physical. It's like I hate guessing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did that exercise help? Did that program yeah. help? I feel like it did. Well, yeah, in a no. way, that's great that you feel like it did. But in a way, I don't care what you felt. Like, like yeah. let's check it. Did it actually help? Right. And to yeah. your point, yeah. If you feel like it helps, but then we go look and. And like I'm looking at it and saying, nope, didn't change anything. All right. the metrics are saying, nope, didn't change anything. Well, then I think your feel may be a, feeling real may be a little off, right? But that's right. Um, but anyway, we went down a little little rabbit hole. Yeah, there, I'm sorry. So <laughs> I, edit, I think edit that I out. <laughs> it. Yeah. So, so as you're going through the positions, you guys, you're mm-hmm. actually measuring, getting the close feedback. Right. Um, and and then how do we go from there? Like, where what do you look at from there? So once we go through the metrics of it, it'll identify what you're doing good that day, what you're probably not doing so well. 
and it'll tell you exactly what you should be practicing, right? You should go into a practice with an idea of what you want to hit, not just, I want to hit this large bucket of balls. Right. You may, may want to work on shot shaping or ball flighting or attack angle or something like that. Once we get through that, we'll do four or five pieces of impact tape to see how ball striking is doing mm-hmm. and if we need to address that. And then after that, we go into a, our ramping part, which is the speed part of just trying to absolutely destroy the golf ball. And those, those differ day to day. Now, it's not blind inhibition or, or whatever that's, you know, trying to lose the golf balls or break anything. We're still trying to hit here to a grid because I have a grid, right? And you mm-hmm. should. But at the same time, accuracy is not the point of that. Speed right. is the point. You want to push your body, right? Just like any other, you know, workout program that you're doing, you know, push your body as hard as you can, right? And then that's your day. Yeah. So, and I think one of the the coolest things about the ramp program, and this is anybody listening who you know who has tried to go after speed, and um, you know, there's so many speed training devices and, and things out there that that you, know, you, you and I just kind of laugh at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, literally, for everyone listening, any speed training device out there, every time I bring it up to Bobby, he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I did that like 20 years ago." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I made that like 15 years ago, or like, and so you know, I think when I when I talk to you about speed, you know, like the, yeah. the accuracy and the level of of just you know precision that you go after it with every single player, I think is something that I hope everybody listening to really kind of internalizes, and in that you know there are times where you go after it, but right. you, you have to kind of you know one of the big things we always have here just at first Golf is. You know, always do the basics. You know, the best in the world always do the right. basics. They, they do the boring work. And to your point, yeah. you don't just go and whack a bucket of balls. You have intent. And, and you every, look every at, ball. Yeah, at every yeah. each of those different positions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've I've been a diligent student and been practicing those. I know I haven't sent you videos or anything, but you know, <laughs> a championship coming up. We're going to see if it actually if, if, it, if, it, if I'm able to do it under pressure. But there we go. Know, but. The, I think there's so much, such a parallel um, and so much to learn from the world long drive world and how the best in the world there prepare, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously it's, they're just hitting driver, but that is such a, all of this carries over to everyday golfers and to everything that they do. Yep. And, and you're also a stick on the golf course. You can, what do you play like once a year and go shoot like two under par or something crazy like that? Yeah. <laughs> So, it, it's right. actually it's actually kind of funny. I feel like I play better golf when I don't play. Maybe, yeah. that's, a, maybe that's a hint. Yeah, take, right. two, take two weeks off and quit. But right. But yeah. for anybody who's saying, "Oh, the long drive guys can't play," like Bobby's yeah. Bobby can play. And and yeah. you know, I think the cool thing, even while they are different sports, they're the sequences are the same. Mm-hmm. The requirements physically, um, you know, are generally the same. You know, we see this in our data that you know. The faster you go, you definitely need more mobility. You need more yep. strength to be able to support that. And we've seen that with a number of our guys that we work on together that mm-hmm. end up getting hurt is, you know, they maybe they're really fast or they don't have the mobility or they aren't strong right. enough to support. I mean, they have the mobility, but they aren't strong enough to support what they're doing. Right. And so uh, I think the same principles apply, um, you know, to both sports. But I think there's so much to be learned from what you have done on the, you know, I mean, I- I'm excited with with 10,000 you know, data points and, you know, you've got 50,000 of the fastest man alive. Like that's, that's pretty wild. And the learnings that you, that you gained from that. So, well, that, that was in 2019. This is four years later. 
<laughs> so we're up, we're up to we're up to six figures, ladies and gentlemen. A lot, <laughs> a lot. That's for sure. So, but if you could like uh, like just to leave people kind of with a, a lasting mm-hmm. thought, like on the you know, obviously, you know, it's a it's a physical focused uh, you know podcast, and we we talk a lot about the basics mm-hmm. of what people need to do. But if somebody wants to go and chase speed, you know, coming from somebody who works with, I mean, I don't know, would you have eight of the last? Well, I mean, you have like 90% of the people in the final eight, generally speaking, that work yeah. with you. Yeah, we in Tennessee, our last uh, event that was on TV, we had five out of the final eight. Yeah. And, it's, and, and Sandra won the ladies' division as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I just remember I was watching it, and yeah. I'm like, you know, Jack and Kyle going head-to-head, and I'm like, I don't know who to root for. Like, Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's the hardest thing when you have as good a athletes as I've been lucky enough to have over the years they seem to always face each other sooner yeah. or later. Yeah. It's always, it's always fun when it's in the finals, but yeah, it's, it's like watching your children, right? How do you, <laughs> you have, you have two children going head to head. Who do you, who do you cheer exactly. for? And exactly. I think at that point I cheer for the sport because I think it's so good for the sport yeah. when top athletes rate rise to the top. 100%. You know, that, that's the fun part of it. So, 100%. so yeah. if you, you know, so I think to wrap, if you can think of like what, if somebody's chasing yep. speed, you know, what would be the, yeah. you know, the, 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 Parting piece of wisdom that, that you could give them from all your learnings, all these years working, you know, with so people. Out. One, the one thing I would say is get a accurate data acquisition system. Whether um, you prefer FlightScope, TrackMan, Quad, or any other device out there that's reputable, get that because otherwise you're guessing. And then work on your mechanics, work on your ball striking skills because efficiency will ultimately determine whether you gain ball speed or not. Right. And then push your speed, but keep a ball count. Right. And use that, use a ramping program to do that um, because you can overtrain just as much as you can undertrain. Right. But, you know, keep a diary of what you're doing and see if you can find the tendencies on what you're doing and when you're faster, when you're not. And, uh, you know, try to work on the weaknesses and strengthen the strengths. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Bobby. Uh, yep. Hopefully, Thank you know, you. our goal our goal every 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 episode is to try to diffuse some myths or some bad habits. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of bad <laughs> uh, ideas when it comes to speed training out there. And yes. um, so, hopefully, you know, people can take away you know the wisdom that you've obviously gained over the years and and, and do it safely. So, uh, as always, can't can't thank you enough. Always enjoy our conversations. Thanks so much for coming on, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have you on uh, another time soon. So, uh, right. but thanks so much for coming on, Bobby. All right, thanks, Chris. Oh, and no, oh, and I almost forgot. Where can people yep. find you? Where, where, where uh, can they oh. follow you? And you know, long <laughs> our, drive. Like, how do they? How do they? How do they get in touch with this? This with this world? Uh, our website is ospsgolf.com, or our Instagram is one stop power shop. Awesome, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll make, definitely make sure we put that in the uh, the show notes for everybody. But okay. uh, thanks again, Bobby, for coming right. on, and uh, we'll talk thanks, to you Chris. soon, man. All right. All right, have a good day. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.